We both yeah. had no faith in the Bears winning this game coming out of a bye. And that's something the Bears did. That the Bears did something us. that they haven't did. Shame on us. They did something Sunday that they haven't done in 10 seasons. They won a game coming out of a bye. When I heard that stat, I, I couldn't believe it. But then I was realized, remember, like all the times I became furious with that team is that the, the lack of preparation. Two weeks I, and you can't win out of the bye. Right. That does not they, say they, anything they, good about the last guys we've had coach in 10 years. The last, t- the last coach that coached the Bears to a win out of a bye was Tressman, his first season, his eight and eight season. Wow. We had beat the Packers. Um, I forget the score, but but to go back to the point, that's that's one of the things that's been infuriating about the Bears over the last ten years. N- being ill prepared for games that you should maybe win, but at least show up for. I remember the second the second Tressman year, we went into a bye. I think we had like a we needed to win this game coming out of a bye, like put us in position for the playoffs. Yeah. And we got we got our boots smoked by the Packers, 55-14. I'll never forget it. And then we got so, beat 52-something by the Patriots the next week. So frustrated. So frustrated. I, at that point, like, trust me, you got to go. And it's been, like you said, it's been a theme since then. It's, you know, you got two weeks, and it's like you you just twiddled your thumb the whole time. You didn't prepare for no football. But the Eberflus gang, it looked like they they cooking with something. They they've won they've won two straight games and won two straight division games. The last of, four? Yeah, three out of the last four. We cooking. We cooking. This is the first time we had back to back wins since Nagy's last season. And this is the first time we had consecutive division wins since Nagy's second season. I think he was eight and eight that season too. Or seven yeah. or nine, something like that. He went eight eight. Yeah, I think that was the only uh, below five hundred season that he had at six and eleven season before he, you know, showed him the door. Uh, the Bears improved to five and eight this season, and we're five and four since week five. Week five is when we got our first win against DC. It, you know. We talked. We've talked before the show about uh, let's not you know put let's not let's not put too much dip on the chip. Let's not sauce it too far. But let us hear it, man. Like, what are your thoughts so far? Well, this is what we thought the team was going to be like going into the season. We thought they'd be able to run the ball, and we thought we'd see a much improved defensive unit, and we thought we'd be a competitive team, uh, hovering around five hundred or above five hundred. So for the last nine weeks, they've been the team that we thought they would be going into the season. So uh, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm particularly impressed with the defense. Another team that they hold in the teams. And this is an explosive Lions offense, though. This, this, this wasn't the Panthers, you know, who've been struggling all year. Uh, this is a good offense. This is a really good offense. And it was a healthy offense. They were missing uh, Ragnar, uh, their, their center. But for the most part, this was a healthy Lions team, though, and the Bears pretty much put the clamps on them. No points in the second half. I think they started the second half uh, with three straight three and outs, the defense. Yeah. Uh, with, with Detroit, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 
this is exactly what we expected coming into the season. We expected to see progress. We expected to see some type of uh, path pathway into being a good team. Maybe we didn't see it coming from the defensive side, but that's exactly where it's all is leading from. You know, the last what we won three out of the last four games. I I'll be remiss if I didn't say give a lot of that credit to this trend to the defense. Yeah, they're balling. They're balling. Yeah. They've been they've been leading the charge. And you know what? TJ, Bresker, Gordon, Jay Lance, uh, the sweat just came on. And we yeah. talked about sweating a little bit, but Javon all Dexter. those guys. Javon Dexter. Ryan Pohl's defensive picks are looking pretty good right now. The guys he's brought in are looking pretty good. And Billingsley, uh, the man in the middle, is a big part of the reason why. Uh, they went into yesterday's game ranked number first against the run. Now, I don't know if they're still ranked first because uh, the Lions did. They 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 got just a little bit. I think they had 130 rushing yards, so we might slide to two or three. But he's a big reason that free agent pickup is a big reason why the Bears came into the game tied for first in rush defense. Yeah, yeah. That, listen, those all those guys I named, they are showing some like the, the makings of being a. Um, some type of bullies on defense. They 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 fly to the yeah. ball. They put hats to the ball. They they make they wrap up for the most part. Especially oh, Brisker and Gordon, especially them and TJ. TJ does as well. Yeah. Um, we there are still some on the defense that we should you know phase out going forward. But this, we ain't gonna talk about that today. We ain't got to talk about if that. Tyreek can just catch the ball. Tyreek, you owe us about six interceptions this year. You, you you got to get your hands together, Tyreek. Come on, rookie. Finish those plays. You're in the right place. Got to finish those plays. Man, we uh, – let's start at the top. So, me and you, and for mo- most for the most part, a good maybe third of Bear Nation, we were kind of down on Ryan Poles. Um. We weren't like so, yeah, yeah. It's his, it's his work that we were judging. Um, but right now, I gotta. I know there's still there's still four weeks left in the season before you can really give an actual grade for this trade, this this sweat trade. But right now, it's looking like a a, a home run. Sweat is. Sweat's getting a lot of attention, and he's beating all that attention. And that attention he's getting yeah. is allowing your, your boy Dexter to to show out. Yeah. So, yeah, one trade is making is making two players look great for, and that's a and that's a feather in Pose's cap. And look, I was not I was not too happy with that trade. Like, man, look, another second round pick. I mean, Pose hates second round picks. That was my only sticking point. That was the only sticking point in the trade. Yeah. No, I mean, my, my sticking point was another second-round pick to a player who needed to be re-signed. I did yeah. not like that at all. But he, he's he, he's mm-hmm. setting the edge and, and strong in the running game, too. He's a well-rounded edge guy. Yeah, and like I said, it's his ability to, to command so much attention is helping out Javon Dexter. It's helping out Yannick. As you said, he's, setting, he's not just – Pinning his ears back, and you know what was a guy named Jared Allen. We had Jared yeah. Allen. All he could do was rush the passion. 
Russ the passer. He couldn't help out anybody else. He couldn't make anybody else look good just by setting the edge and taking on double teams. If he got double teamed, he was just on. He was going to give up his outside. Yeah, he was going to give up his outside to fight so he can fight back to the inside. And stuff like that was just – it made us look bad. Um, Sweat, on the opposite on the end, opposite end of the spectrum, he's handling his business on that side and is allowing for his teammates to look good as well. Uh, we came into this game, I think, last in sacks. I haven't looked yet, but we we are – Look, the last couple of weeks, we've been looking great in person to quarterback. Maybe it's because yeah. we're playing teams that uh, we're very familiar with, the Vikings, the Lions. We can talk about that a little bit later, too. But you you play who's on your schedule. We had to play them at some point yeah. anyway. And you want yeah. to show – you want to show up. You want to show up. And we're showing up, and that's exactly what you look for. Yeah, I I, I agree with everything you uh... – you you stated, um, yeah, you can say we're familiar with them, but we've been familiar with these teams in the past and not able to get Jared Goff or whoever's back there for the Vikings on the ground. So um, I'll take it. Uh, uh, the pathway to a good team is beating those teams you're familiar with, beating the division opponents. You got six games against them. Uh, for you to win the division to get to the playoffs, you got to be good inside the division. You got to own the division. You got to beat these guys, especially at your home field. There's a mood of wow. 31st and sex. Uh, one more than Carolina. How far we were behind when Montez Sweat got here. You got to remember last year, this is a team who had a safety lead the team in sacks. And I think that safety had four. It's not like we had a Jamal Adams who was, you know, a couple years ago getting double digit sacks. We had a safety getting, you know, a pedestrian number of sacks for, you know, a, a pass rusher. Yeah. Yeah, I will I will give them the credit. We've made some strides and that's and that's showing itself in the in the record. Um speaking of the record, we joked about this a couple of episodes ago. Eberflus and crew. You and I you and I both be in these social media streets. People are talking. People are talking. They they warming up to the idea of bringing back Eberflus at least on a lame duck um, situation. Sure, yeah. They ain't saying extend them. Yeah, bring him back to finish out his contract. I ain't going to talk about Gatsy as well in this whole, in this too. I mean, they're the only two real coaches, well, not frontline coaches that we still got <laughs> on this squad. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Now, now, that, now we've got the five and eight. Are we still, are, are, are we at least open to the idea now? I think I really trolled this into existence when I said the Bears aren't eliminated a couple of weeks ago. Because not only are they not eliminated, they are one game back of the final playoff spot with four winnable games left. Uh, if Iberflus wins out, it, it's really going to be hard to replace him unless you got a slam dunk head coaching prospect. I think if he goes nine and eight and gets into a playoff spot, can you fire him and then bring in an unknown coach? I mean, if you were going to fire him, it has to be to replace them with something established, a Mike Tomlin, a Jim Harbaugh, a lot of what the Cubs did when they got when they brought in counsel, um, letting go a manager that was you know a little over five hundred. You can't fire Eberflus and then bring in some special teams coordinator from whatever team if he it. 
if he wins out and gets into the playoffs. It's almost like you, you got to bring him back for a, a trial trial year. So uh, I never thought I'd be saying this two, three weeks ago. There's a chance Iberflus gets to run it back next year. I, I don't know if fans like to hear that. But if a coach goes nine and eight, he's able to get into that last wild card spot. It's going to be hard for GM to give him his his pink slip on Black Monday especially if the team keeps trending in this direction. I think that's the key. They have to keep showing improvement. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's feasible for them to win out and be go, go nine and eight. Um, Cause they were, what, what, what were they not three and eight? They were three and eight, right? So yeah, I'm going to win six four, consecutive four. games. Yeah. Um, Cause there, there, there is two sides to that coin. Like you, you just hinted at it. They, they did win six consecutive games, and in, in you know, in this hypothetical, they did win six consecutive games to get to nine and eight, and possibly make get the playoffs. However, they were zero and four. They were the worst offense and the worst defense at one point. So both things got to go into account. Um, I think the only way Iberflus does can. Continue on with the Bears coach is he has to win out. I don't yeah. I don't think I don't think just showing improvement gets the job done. I don't think um a feel good story, you know, we we you know we okay, we were three good we were three and fourteen last season and we end this season seven and seven and ten or yeah. six and eleven. That that's still improvement, but I don't think that gets the job done. I think he has to win out. It's it's funny because before the season, if he would have got the seven or eight wins, you'd assume he's safe. But the yeah. way the season's played out with the inappropriateness from the coaching staff, with just games being completely blown, it's one thing to lose a lead. The Lions' loss and the Broncos' loss are pretty much inexcusable. Those are always going to be a mark against them, even in a season where you turn it around. Because at this point. You're thinking you're a five and eighteen, but if you had those two games, you're seven and six, and this is a whole different story. So, uh, yeah, even though initially a seven or eight win season probably would have had you thinking Ibrahimovic is safe, just the up and down, the maybe what can be perceived as mishandling of Justin Fields, uh, the coaching staff follies, the end game and end of game follies. I I, I don't think seven wins saves Iberflus. I don't think eight wins save Iberflus. I think he does have to win out to, to to come back. I think he does have to win out. Yeah, you said something. Yeah, th- exactly. Um, going just, if if we did end this season with seven wins, go seven and ten, it'd have been, it'd have been cool if you told me that in August. The way this season has progressed the way that we've lost some games and that we could be in a better position, you know, for the mm-hmm. postseason, those go against the coach. Yeah. And I did have, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but also another key for Iberflus, uh, him keeping his job is, is directly tied to the development of Justin Fields. I think we were a seven win team, but Justin uh, had a better statistical season and more even season. Say we're ending with Justin Fields throwing for, 3,900 yards and 30 touchdowns and 14, 15 picks, but looking like he took that next step as a passer. 
Iberflus will be brought back in this staff. So I think a lot of it is also tied into to Justin, his success. So we're still at a point where we don't know if Justin is the future here or if we're going to move on. So that also plays against Iberflus. Most definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, would we be able to – is there a scenario that we can just say, all right, we're, we're going to move off of Getsy, but even if you can stay on as coach, but you got to fire your OC. Um, I don't really – I don't really like that scenario. That would probably be the, the most popular scenario. We keep some yeah. continuity with, uh, with the team. But we do get a, we do get a we do move off of something that we've all thought was cancerous. Yeah. Um, he keeps playing, keeps throwing these throwing these subtle shots in the media. These these playing these games of blame, they blaming the players and not really putting blames on themselves. Yeah. Things like that. It's I think it does. We do need a breakup at some point with that. Um, yeah, but I don't think. I don't think we'll be able to progress in that way either. It's either they both go or they both stay. I don't, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of at that spot with it. And I don't know what, what OC are we going to get to replace him that we can take the next step with Justin. It would be, it would, we would have to promote somebody um, pretty much. Somebody that was oh, a quarterback coach. Somewhere else. Oh, oh, you saying I thought you were implying internally. I'm about to say everybody's inappropriate in, internally. So that everybody oh. promote. Uh -huh. yeah, the, the, the Getsy dynamic with uh, this team is, is very interesting. It doesn't seem like it's the most healthy situation. If you're definitely gonna keep Justin, it, you you definitely gotta move on from, from Getsy. It doesn't seem healthy. The subtle shots in the media, you know, Justin saying uh, what he said earlier in the season. Uh, the audio we've heard between DJ Moore and the Buccaneers players saying you're not being used right. And obviously, I think there was some truth to that because, as mm -hmm. you see, DJ Moore is a dynamic football player. Uh, you still see, even at times, there were some good, warm feelings about beating the Lions. But there were times where Getsy just seems like he did not trust Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. uh, they go really conservative or they, last week, when they beat the Vikings, the, all the screens at the line of scrimmage, it, it it seems like it's a coordinator that's not on on cue with his quarterback or doesn't trust him. So uh, I think at the end of the day, whether Gutsy Getsy believes in Fields or not, you have to do what's best for his development. You got to trust him or at least expose that he can't grant the cost uh, uh get some of these concepts down so yeah the 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 the, the relationship with the bears and justin fields i think that is the that is the one thing that i think would definitely be broke up heading into 2024 i don't think you'll see that yeah um all right so we talked about we we entered that justin justin fields um <laughs> Winning quarterback, we, we love giving quarterbacks favor for the win. He did win that game. Um, let's talk about his game performance. Justin was 19 of 33 for 223 yards and a touchdown, took three sacks. Two of them were I hated. Two of them I hated so bad. Oh, brutal. Brutal sacks. Um, 
but he had he the ball was in his hand to make a play 45 times. That's that's what we we talk about when the quarterback the most important player on the team. The ball was in yeah. his hand to make a, make a play 45 times. Uh, as I said, 33 attempts he had, and there were 12 additional uh, rushing attempts he had yeah. for 58 yards and a touchdown. Um. I'll say I'll go first. I, I don't think this game was great by any stretch of the means. He didn't lose it. That's that is the best thing I can say about this game. He did not lose it. Yeah. Been times he has lost the game. And you again, yeah. the quarterback's the most important place person on the team. That's why it's very that's why we are typing these conversations about drafting another quarterback because mm-hmm. they control everything. Um and so the best thing I can say about this game about Justin is that he didn't lose it. He had he accounted for close to 300 yards worth of offense. He had two touchdowns. Uh, he didn't turn the ball over. So that part is great. He's showing he's getting you know I guess uh, he's showing uh, strides and you know protecting the ball and you know not killing himself. But I mean, yeah. other than that, this game was. No, it was okay. It's it's not the worst game I've ever seen, especially that from a Bears quarterback. Oh, far from it. Far um, from. I'll start with, with with I'm gonna do good and bad about Justin yesterday, and I'm gonna start with the good. Um, he showed why the Bears traded up to get him. Uh, you saw the big arm on display, the accuracy downfield linking up with DJ Moore a couple times. You saw the ability to improvise, the ability to be a dual threat. I mean, he broke the Lions back a couple times, getting out the pocket, running for a first down, or just getting out of danger and throwing a simple pass downfield or uh, around the line of scrimmage, which went for a few yards, but broke the Lions back, though, when they thought they were going to get in third and long, and it turns to a second short, second and short. That really frustrates the defense. Um, coming from a Bears fan, Aaron Rodgers used to kill us with that. I think you got him and he rolls out the pocket and he hit somebody downfield. Justin did that. Uh, another good uh, – no turnovers. No turnovers. Uh, Justin started the season with a turnover against the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, uh, and in the fourth game against the Broncos. You know, four straight games with, with picks and fumbles. Not one pick, uh, not one fumble. The one where the ball popped out, they ruled it uh, down by contact. So that was good. You you really see the things that get people excited about Justin Fields. The bad. Some of those facts are just awful. You got to know. You got to be decisive. You've got the speed. If you don't see it, Justin, get rid of the ball or or get what you can. Get four or five yards, run. I mean, there was one play where I'm looking. Justin had to hold the ball for about five seconds back there before he took a sack. The internal timer has to be quicker. Uh, I mean, there was one where he got sacked. I can't remember who the edge was. Uh, So he initially beat Braxton Jones, but he slipped, and Braxton Jones falls on top of him. The guy gets up and still sacks Justin Fields. (laughs) You can't – a guy can't get off the ground and still sack you, Justin. Uh, also, you know, he, he got dinged up a couple times. You have to stop putting your body up. Justin Fields is a, is a gutsy guy. He's brave. He'll stand in the pocket, take a hit. 
I've never questioned Justin Fields' toughness. He's a tough kid. It's on display. He still got a, a, a pad on his thumb. You know, I don't think his grip strength with throwing those passes is perfect. I know a couple of them sailed on him, but you got to think that he's not all the way healed from that. Yeah, the bad is so you, you got to stop exposing yourself to these hits. Even if we like you as a franchise quarterback, you do nobody good if we're having a good year in 2024, 2025, and you go down in the middle of a playoff run. Every game, he's exposing himself to a hit where we cringe as a fan, seeing if he's going to get up. There were about three hits where you looked and, and, and you had to wonder if he was going to get up. There was one where Aiden Hutchinson dropped him on the shoulder. There was one where he was running and was that Anzalone that nailed him? Or was it Anzalone got Herbert? Oh, yeah. It, it was, that. uh, I think it was Anzalone. Uh, he took a lot. He, he made, he took like three, like two or three steps. Like, okay, I'm going to run. And he gets that death. Out. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's a bit of flag, Anz- to be honest with you. Yeah, Anzalone was, was, was hitting. I'll say that Anzalone, that, that wild hair man was, he was flying around and he, he was, he was laying, he was laying the wood to people. He was laying the <laughs> wood on people yesterday. But yeah, Ju- Justin, the, the, it's, it's the same thing. Got to stop exposing yourself. Got to stop taking these sacks. And it's something where I don't know if you can ever completely coach it out of him. He's a guy that likes to hang in the pocket. He likes to look downfield. Um, at the bare minimum, he just has to take less of them. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, yeah, I agree that Justin, if he's going to run, be a rusher to that extent, um, he's definitely got to protect himself. That's why he was hurt. This year, not protecting himself, uh, um, taking those stacks is inexcusable. At, at some point, he's almost he's getting close to twenty five years old, so the hits are going to start piling up. Uh, if he's going to yeah. continue to run the ball, he cannot <laughs> leave himself exposed to get drilled <laughs> like that again. Because that that was a nasty. Hit. That was a. Uh, I, I was sure when he took violence. that hit. <laughs> yeah, when, when he took that hit, I'm like. The uh, uh, the independent medical advisor upstairs definitely going to call him to the <laughs> sideline. They 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 propped Justin up and ran a play real quick. You know, I'm pretty sure that's a sub concussive hit at the NFL. Maybe Justin every week he's taking about uh, 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 two months off his life with these hits. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden Hudson took about two weeks off his life. Anzalone took about another three weeks. He he's got to stop stop. Preview to next week. Lord, please, Justin, stay away from Garrett Miles. Please. That man's arms are the size of most humans' chest. Please, Braxton Jones, if you got a hold, just do it, man. We don't care about that 10 yards. <laughs> Cole Komet, you got to line up over there. You got the chip. Khalil, send reinforcements. Send a double team and a chip. You cannot let Garrett Miles get a hold of Justin Fields. And not to be so you can't let Zedarius get a hold of him because he's a violent man too. Cleveland comes yeah. with a lot of violence. Yeah. If if Justin Fields don't protect himself next week against the Browns front line, you know, they don't have to put the blue tent on wheels, just bring it out there every time he gets popped. Because no no walking into the sideline, he, he he might be seriously damaged. Just just have him have a mobile blue tent. Do you remember in the early nineties the Madden game? When somebody would get hurt, the little ambulance car would roll right onto the finger. They're going to need an ambulance if Justin – don't play these games with Garrett Miles. 
Do not play this game where you try to break tackles in a backfield and spin out. You're not getting away from those arms. You are not. And you're going to get hurt. Don't play with him. That's a bad man. Opportunity for a learning, learning uh, session. Um, you don't want to learn that lesson against Garrett Miles. Don't play those games. <laughs> no. what, what, how's the, one of the best teams in 2023? Fuck around and find out. Don't fuck around and find out, Justin. <laughs> don't. <laughs> so look, uh, again, if you're Justin Detractor, one of the things you could say about this game as well, Justin always plays well against the Lions. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I would agree that you don't want to say, okay, this is the reason why we can, t- we can continue on with Justin. This is just yeah. a small sample size. He does always play good against the Lions. He has a a comfort against them, if you will. So yeah, he does. You don't want to again. You don't. This isn't just a. This is not a reason to continue on with Justin. This you put this in the, in the entire. Uh, file and you make a make a decision based on the 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 entire uh, um, argument made for not just not the just what he does against the Lions. Yeah, yeah, entire entire body work. But, but you can't dismiss it because the Lions are a team you're going to play twice a year, and the Lions are a good team. You just hope he can get up for the rest of these teams. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. It really saddens me right now because I don't have a determination on Justin Fields right now. And we got four weeks to go. I can't it's, – it's going to be – at this point, it's a tough decision. Uh, the detractors, even in a game where we won and he did some highlight things, the detractors still have enough to say, this is why I want to get rid of Justin. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the work he did – now, he did not – now, from the pocket, he did hit DJ Moore. A couple times he hit commit, but a lot of it was kind of improvisational. And at the end of the day, um, don't get me wrong, being able to be mobile, uh, improv plays, it's an important, it's it's something to have. But winner from the pocket is still number one in the NFL. Brady made a living. And Brady was almost a statue back there. Mm -hmm. And he won from the pocket. Uh, so did I see enough from Justin winning from the pocket? Did I see enough on his progressions? I got to go look at the game again. I only got to look at it one time yesterday, but there was a couple times, even on completions, where he kind of stared down his first read, and that's where he was going. Uh, there was one on the sideline to Mooney, I believe it was, where it looked like it should have been picked, but uh, it was just out over the outstretched hands of, I don't know if it was Branch, I don't know the defender, but it was just over the outstretched hands. And one of the reasons why he was always picked was because he, he kind of stared him down. So the defender got a jump. Now, he did place the ball, great placement on the ball, risky throw, great catch. But it was a little bit of a stare down. That's that's why the defender, that's why the DB jumped, jumped on the route. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the detractors still had enough to say, uh, this is why we want Caleb. Uh, and the supporters, they had enough to say. This is why we still want Justin. Um, you know, Justin has not had a lot of support in his time as a, as, as a bear. They've been one of the worst defenses since he's got here, giving up a lot of points. No quarterback is going to routinely win games with the defense giving up close to 30. And in all fairness, Justin's untimely turnovers have helped to that 30. 
but it, it, it still goes without saying um, Justin has not had a lot of support. So in that game, you definitely could see the case for keeping Justin and the case for parting with him all in one, all in one game. So two things as we, you know, to close the wrapping up. So you say you're undecided yet as far as for Justin's future. We also yeah. are just one game behind in the playoffs. So as of right now, what what would be our draft plan? What is Pose thinking about um, going forward, uh, going towards uh, uh, the postseason for college football? They got it's a lot of scouting going on right now, a lot of, a lot of bowl games to watch. Uh, you know, the names are out there. Marvin Harrison Jr. Last I heard, he might be putting his hat back in the uh, – he might not be putting his hat in the draft. There's Caleb. He's not going to play in a holiday that. bowl. I don't believe it either. I, I think it's a bunch of bull. Not Caleb himself, but his the people close to him have been he saying that back. he doesn't want to. Yeah, he might come back, but hey, you He's don't say you you don't exactly. You don't say you're not going to play in the bowl game and still come back to school. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. I I take another step further. Not playing in. The, I, I I wonder if he even registered for his spring classes. Because, you know, that that's the telltale sign, too. A lot of guys just don't – they're not going to spring classing, but they're preparing for the draft. If right. he's not going to the Holiday Bowl, um, I, I, I don't know. Th- that 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 looks like he's definitely going into the draft. There, there's no yeah. reason to not play the Holiday Bowl if you're coming back next year. He's not coming back. So, with I, the Bears, I, I don't think much. Marvin is – I don't think Marvin is staying at OSU. Although that $20 million NIL, yeah, that's tempting, but – at the end of the day, do you really want to risk another year of wear and tear on your body in college or possibly getting a devastating injury that costs you that costs you millions down the line? I don't know if I would chase that short term one year money. He could talk all the stuff about wanting to beat Michigan um, in the NIL. There's a lot of there's a lot of sponsorships and a lot of shoe deals to get in the NFL, too. So exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, with the Bears, I pretty much locked up the number one spot. Thanks, thanks, Pittsburgh. We appreciate you. We gave us. You didn't try to help us at first, you know, with that uh, that wide receiver you sent us. But we appreciate the back end help, knock uh, letting Arizona and uh, and New England beat you. Uh, How do you lose to Arizona and New England at home? I can tell you. You know, Pittsburgh, you. You got over on us with that trade for Claypool, but you might have to come back and shop with us. I don't think you all want Kenny Pickett next year, but we got the keys to Kayla Williams, and we got Justin. I know you want one of them. You probably want both after looking at Mitch and Kenny. You probably want both. Pickford, you have to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, have to come back. you will have to come back to our inbox. <laughs> Don't send that they DM. Definitely gotta run it back. They definitely gotta run it back. I mean, dealing with dealing with uh with Mitch long enough, you definitely are gonna look for some answers. <laughs> and you appreciate Justin a lot more after dealing with Mitch. And Mitch is doing Mitch out there. <laughs> Shout out to all them Steelers fans that criticized Chicago and said Mitch just wasn't used right. How do you like him now? <laughs> how do you like how you like Mitch now? <laughs> I think he was three or fourteen or third down conversions. I'm like, ooh, that's the that is oh, the Mitch. Mitch. 
That is that Mitch. is Mitch. Oh, and then I and then I loved him piling up a few meaningless yards in the last drive of a game you're not gonna win. Go on, Mitch, get those little eight yard dink and dunks against that soft zone and get to that two hundred yards. Get that completion percentage up around sixty percent. Make it look like you played football today, even though you struggled for three and a half quarters, even though you couldn't convert a third down. Go on, Mitch. Give us that nine-yard scramble. Don't look Perfect. at that receiver that just beat his man. Don't you do that, Mitch. Mitch, be you. Be, be you. you. If, yeah. if, 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 if Pickens is open and got his man beat 40 yards, check it down, Mitch. Do what you do. Check it down and overthrow that check down in <laughs> two yards. And then <laughs> what I love about Mitch, clap your hands. Yeah, clap your chest. My fault. Yeah, I'll get it next time. Still a nation, you oh, you earn that. I used to hate that. Still, still a nation, yeah. you earn that. You all told us that Bears ruined quarterbacks and you could fix them. He's not that bad. It was Nagy. It was the Bears. Mm-hmm. They they deserve it. They deserve it. They they ruined the wide receiver and shipped them off to us for them at all. Um, I see your see. chase and I raise you a Mitch. All right, but as of right now, you said you're not uh completely sold on Justin. We still got the keys to Caleb. Yeah, I tell you right now, I'm at, us playing the way we've been playing the last few weeks. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, back uh, interested in you know getting going ahead and getting Maserati Marv. I'm kind of interested, man. I, I, I have been saying no wide receivers, none. But now, man, like, Marv is a special guy. Marvin, I was I, I was in the comments on one post, and a Michigan fan uh, after they beat uh, Ohio State said, "Yeah, we shut Marvin down." I think Marvin had six catches for 118 yards and a touchdown. Like that's shutting him down. But I guess if you can limit him to that, that's a shutdown. Listen, and just I'm not sold on Justin yet, and I don't know which way I'm pro Justin. I want him to win this job. I want him to to to. Do his thing the last four games and let us get the best trade possible for that number one pick. Let's pile up a bunch of picks, draft Marr for the best left tackle or the best edge rusher, and really stockpile this team and build around Justin and really attack a free agency. I don't want to go through another uh, thing where we're developing a quarterback and going through the growing pains. I want this team to trend up. I want Justin to be the man. I would like that too. I would definitely like that too. So let's let's run it back. Bear down. Bear down.